Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. And I am coming to you with the the remnants of a sinus infection, so I probably cool. sound really cool. Cool. Awesome. It's also uh, the day before Thanksgiving, so Yay. everyone's quit working. It's 4 p.m. the day before Thanksgiving, so I think everyone's just kind of like quit life at this point and like turned off their brains for the next three days. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, you know, the blessed, you know, people who are not working in the service industry, etc. But, um, you know, I'm like checked out at this point, so... I have been able to watch a bunch of TV this morning. (laughs) That's good. I'm planning to watch a bunch of TV this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, Thanksgiving is maybe next to Halloween, my favorite TV holiday, because there's... Because of the Macy's Parade in football? uh, Neither of those things at all. Really? Really? (laughs) Actually, I did used to love... I know how much you love... um, the Rockettes and uh, I did used to love the the Macy's Detroit Lions. The 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 balloons are fun, I think actually. And but I used to love the Friends would always do a Thanksgiving episode, which I always loved. And like you know, I actually read an article this week about how Friends like maybe invented the portmanteau of Friendsgiving, which I had never thought. No, about. wait, really? Because like friends because it wasn't super a thing at least on television to have like friend related you know like everyone hangs out with their friends on thanksgiving instead of family thanksgivings like it wasn't really like a Mm. i mean i'm sure people have always done it obviously but like it wasn't you know uh like a real like popular thing on on tv and then friends did like a friends thanksgiving episode every year and like kind of well i guess friends gave us one Gave us the term Friendsgiving. Yeah. And then it retired. One thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Two words that pretty flawlessly, seamlessly go together anyway. So, um, but so we, okay. So we've been watching, we've been, it's been a, it's been a, you know, wild couple of weeks, I think on the Sarah, Amanda fronts, um, collectively. Yeah. I, uh, I was in Ireland, and then I was in the Shenandoah, where um, I was stuck in a cabin for two days while it was freezing rain. Yeah. Was so there TV there? I started a new job. There yeah. Was no t- and there was no TV, so I had to read books. Oh, God, oh, what a nightmare. God, but we don't have a book podcast. We have a TV podcast. So I did God. watch TV when I got back from um, the frozen wilderness. Yeah. Um. I also did not get murdered there, which was good. Or did you? What if, yeah, I'm like a ghost speaking to you. That would be a great Uh, Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's like, God, you know, so God friended me. Like, a ghost did a podcast with me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would be great. <laughs> be more podcasts hosted by the undead. Way more interested in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, but we both did watch a couple of things. One uh, was on a strong recommendation from you, and now I and then I will have to pay that recommendation forward uh, to our our listeners. But the first one we were going to talk about, um, which not exactly a like you know uh, not. Not exactly like a deep TV show or anything. It's more of a mini series. Yeah, and I mean, I would say that like this genre, basically, I mean, it, it is a genre now, at least on Netflix, the genre of like 
like very high production value travel food shows i mean those have been a trend on like network tv for a long time and then people were like oh we could spend a bunch more money on these and you know i think chef's table kind of like kicked I, that I, trend I also off. feel like well we should okay so the name of the show is salt acid no salt fat acid heat right or is it I salt think, acid fat heat what's the order whatever it's one or the other you have the cookbook <laughs> salt fat, okay acid you're right heat. you're right fats first okay um <laughs> Um, it just rolls off the tongue better, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, it's um, hosted by, well, it's based on a cookbook um, by Samin Nostrat, who um, was a chef in some place in California. Um, uh, Chez Panisse. Fancy. Yeah, Chez Panisse, yeah. yes, um, which is a fancy restaurant that I now <laughs> have heard of. Um, and she, so she wrote a cookbook called Salt, Acid, God damn it, Sarah, you put it You're in the wrong order. And I know. I wrote it in the dock the wrong way. <laughs> I'm going to fix it right okay. now. Okay, um, now. Salt, fat, acid, heat, about these four things speak. that all contribute to making a meal uh, really good, like all these es- essential kind of like elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she did this mini series for Netflix in which she, um, each episode, there are four episode is uh salt fat acid or heat so for salt she goes to japan for fat she goes to italy Italy, for acid she goes to the yucatan and for heat she's back home in her fancy house in um san francisco yeah somewhere in northern california the bay area which yeah yeah so um um but it's so beautifully filmed it's gorgeous i loved it i mean i'm I will admit I am right just like target demographic for this kind of thing. Um, and I love like Chef's Table. And I I think on this podcast, I talked about the David Chang show, um, Ugly Delicious, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I like this is like, but you know, I think that what I didn't like, and I think I talked about this with, with Ugly Delicious, was just like, it was just like seething with male energy. <laughs> And yeah, there's like a bravado to it. There really was. And that's kind like of David Chang's bravado. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of his thing. And, you know, and it really mostly focused on male chefs and like, you know, and, and that's fine for what it is. But this show is so much cozier and warmer. It's way more approachable. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm assuming I did not watch Ugly Delicious. Uh, yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, I think like, again, that's going to be a show that is just like naturally like maybe men gravitate to more and maybe women gravitate to this show more. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't know. But I think that Samin is like so rad. She's so she is, awesome. She comes across as like and she knows what the she's most... talking about. She comes across as just about the most likable person to ever host a food show. She's just a super gracious guest in all the countries she goes to. She um, is so enthusiastic. And her whole uh, ethos sort of is that anyone can become a good cook. She didn't really get into cuisine until college. Like she tells this one story um, in her cookbook about how she, when she got this job at Chez Panisse just to be like a host or something... She uh, had to go out and do air, 
errands and like once accidentally brought back cilantro instead of parsley <laughs> she just like didn't know stuff which is kind of amazing because she's so talented and um successful now and so it's very much this idea that anyone can do it and totally just like basics and she's and she's just so she's just this she just seems like the biggest sweetheart yeah and i mean i think what's cool about this also is right both that she's so approachable and you know, there's this element of, yep, you can do this too. But also she's, you know, extremely accomplished and totally knows what she's I feel like she inhabits neither that like exalted chef on high position, nor is she just a total, you know, a lot of these travel shows kind of put the host in more of a, I am but just a, but a humble visitor. And I, you know, like, don't tell me, impart your knowledge upon me, you know? So she's kind of, it's, she's kind of in between those things. And Mm -hmm. I love that, you know, again, like a lot with a lot of these food shows, especially something like chef's table, which is, again, it, it is supposed to be a show about like, you know, people at the top of top of their craft but like you know you you look at all the food and you're like that is really cool um but and i had this reaction with with ugly delicious too but it's like i'm looking at this food like it's a it's not accessible to me really like it's in very very fancy restaurants or it's in you know it's like conceptual food you know, and this is mm-hmm. all stuff that, bo- you know, it's based on, the show is based on her cookbook. So she wants you to be able to make Well, and she's not food. teaching you recipes. She's right. teaching you how to cook. She's right. teaching you how to properly salt a dish. She's teaching you how to, like, like basically what you can, how you can use, like, citrus or vinegar mm-hmm. to bring flavor to anything. It's all very, like, the basics. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I mean, yeah. I didn't know. Honestly, I loved the salt episode where she goes to Japan and they're that salting. That was the coolest thing. Ugh, I loved it. And I, I love that. Um, anyway, I mean, you're just watching her like salt the meat. And I'm like, cool. I thought that I salted things a lot and that I was like, I know, you know going I overboard. But validating. they're like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to put more salt. More salt. to water. Totally. This Absolutely. And like, you know, and then at the end they, may, they sit down. She sits down with like kind of the, the people who have like been in the episode with her like the friends that she's made along the way and they um and they do make a meal and there is kind of a it looks like okay these are just like people i mean it's a very well done meal and like probably better than anything i could cook but but i wasn't but we like made two of the dishes you can look all the dishes are on her on that they do in the the episodes are on her website i want to get this cookbook um we made the focaccia and the um, bolognese uh, that she mm-hmm. makes on the show and like oh that focaccia looks so good it was really good we need some focaccia work personally but um, it was pretty good yeah. <laughs> and like I just I loved it yeah I I, I I want like another four episodes yeah no, the cookbook's cool I bought it for my roommates um, like a month ago um, after having watched the the show because there's a lot about like meat and everything and I don't eat meat but they are very good cooks themselves and mm-hmm. often cook meat so I got them that and I was looking through it and um yeah it's really cool also you should watch just for um uh liberal use of drone footage yeah a lot and of all drone these places footage. she goes a lot of drone <laughs> footage which definitely gives it much more of I'm sure like a high budget feel than mm-hmm. it might actually be Mm-hmm. Um, they clearly have good cameras, but I really think it's the drone footage that make you feel like you're watching like this, like drones are doing a lot for it. Yeah. I also, <laughs> in the Japan episode, I wound up, I was like, I want to own all of the Japanese earthenware 
that they're (laughs) using on this show. I just want to have like a Japanese ceramics inspired kitchen, which I will never have. But I I... (laughs) I think they do a good job of filming it, giving you like a sense of like aesthetics of each place. Yeah, absolutely. Like the the close ups they do and everything. Anyway, it's a beautiful show. It's only four episodes. um, And Samin is a delight. A delight. A delight. Um, so another show that we, so we've been watching, we were going to talk about two other shows, which one do we want to talk about first? Let's do The Good Place, yeah. um, since that's our old standby. Yeah. Three um, seasons of Sarah and Amanda making everyone they know watch The Good Place. Oh my God, tell the of, story about. T- yeah, so our friend <laughs> Tess, she, so she's, um, hey Tess, she's not <laughs> normally a comedy watcher, um, her bent is usually for dark Scandinavian murder shows. Um, and so she normally isn't like ever really in know? a mood to watch like sitcoms and everything. Yeah. <laughs> she likes really wait. Like I like just like stupid, like murder mysteries. She's like, <laughs> I want something twisted and fucked up. Um, <laughs> like not disturbing, but she does like a dark shows. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit dark, but anyway, so I, um, successfully got her to watch The Good Place, and I um, think I did a really good job of telling her to not Google anything and get through the whole first season without giving her cause to think that there'd be a major twist at the end, because it's a tricky thing if you're trying to get I'm, here's my advice to all of you about trying to get people to watch The Good Place but not wanting to spoil the end of the first season for them. Just kind of be like, well, you know, just just me on this. It's a really good show. You'll finish it really quickly. Just don't Google anything because there's a lot of, like, guest stars or, like, things that happen that if you were to <laughs> Google and see, the, like, it wouldn't be as fun in the first episode. So just, like, get through. And so she did that. She didn't Google anything. And within, like, less than 24 hours, I get a text from her to me just saying, all caps, OMG, Amanda, all caps, they're in the bad place. OMG. And then I think she also said, holy fork. <laughs> so I mean, she's adopting the parlance of the fake good place. Yeah, I that was such a delight to me. I was like, this is so pure. Someone so pure. <laughs> seeing the end of the first season of the good place oh. for the first time. I actually was just talking to my aunt. Also, shout out to Susan, who I know listens to Hi, the podcast. Susan. Hi, Susan. Um, and she, we were just talking. We were just talking about the good place because I was watching some and um, she told me that she actually kind of got tired of the first season like halfway through so then she like skipped ahead to the second season and just started watching the oh second season. Oh my god, season. really? Yeah, and she's like yeah, and I like the second season a lot more and I was like wait. <laughs> you um, didn't see, you gotta go back and watch the finale. Was she, did she understand? Like, it seemed like yes, she caught she, on. I mean, she's smart, she figured yeah, out. Yeah, you can, you can like put, put, oh, put the Oh, but then pieces. she missed that I know, it's like, like you've sort of ruined it for yourself but yeah. still worth going back and watching the season one finale um i think so i have really now we have like slightly different thoughts on the new season i've been loving the third season i think i haven't not loved it it's still one of my favorite shows but yeah there's i do feel like it's a little bit hard to like it's just not as exciting for me yeah i mean i think the good place is you know every year i'm like how can they 
do any more of this show. I mean, I think this yeah. season I'm really like, how do we do a fourth season? I don't. Um, I mean, but The Good Place is constantly reinventing its entire concept. So like not even just like reinventing. I mean, they just blow it up at the end of like, you know, just a random fourth episode yeah just, you know be like exactly right. and so i mean i think that while there's both limitless possibilities to the good place it gets a little exhausting i think and that's been i think if i have a complaint with this season it's been just that it it gets when they kind of keep blowing things up over and over it gets a little bit hard to both like remember where you've been and um kind of follow the yeah i kind of think i wonder if like that so i watched the first season by binging it yes as did i and then yeah actually i remember that was when we were living together because i remember watching it and then being super excited as you binged the first season right what was what was coming (laughs) yeah but and then like the second season i definitely watched it one episode at a time for the most part as i'm doing now and since it was such like an inventive and weird season, it didn't I didn't notice as much. Um, but like this season, it is hard to keep track of what's happened and where they're going, like you said. And mm-hmm. I wonder if it like if I were binging this entire season, you know, taking three hours to watch the last six episodes that I watched, it would be like much more of an enjoyable little ride. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I mean this is a topic that we've returned to, I think, over and over again. I know, because normally I'm on the shows. side of, like, watch a show one at a time mm-hmm. for, like, a lot of them that might make it better. But the In good place case, I might if it's, just... like, better as binging. I really think I agree with you, because I also think that I would be maybe a little more invested in the plots from episode to episode if I... What... It's... I mean, and, and it's, like, forget... Um, even just a week to a week, but if you get behind and yeah. then you're trying to, I, even I was actually d- f- dealing with this problem last night where I was two episodes behind and I like literally couldn't really run. I was like, did this art? Did I see this one? I, you know? Yeah. And I think it, it does make it a little more difficult just like when each episode is so different and there isn't, but, I mean, there's this strong mythology, certainly, that's carrying the show. I mean, it's invented such a And the back- characters. Totally. It's invented such a backstory itself. But also the timeline of the show is so weird that... I know, like they spent 300 years. They've literally known each other the, for centuries. The bad place. Yeah. And yet, you know, so like Michael is like so... Which I think is kind of cool. It is cool. It makes your mine kind of bend a little exactly which did, so have you i know you're a couple of you've seen the jeremy baramy episode yes. where where uh where they're basically it's kind of like in this season um since they've put since michael and janet have put our folks back on earth they've had to kind of re-explain to them the whole idea of what happened to them (laughs) they've had to like re-explain what happened to them so like at one point michael is trying to like explain how time works in the bad place and then he he writes the name jeremy baramy in cursive on a pad of paper and he's like this we've we've figured out that the the timeline of how time works in the bad place is just literally it looks like someone wrote Jeremy Baramy on a piece of paper. <laughs> and yeah, like, like that's the that's the 
progression right and like it just makes no sense you, you know chidi's brain is melting he's like wait so how can something happen before something it's like it just like he's he's totally you know so and, and i think with the dotted eye yeah about how Janet's from the <laughs> dot in the eye or something right right okay things in the afterlife don't happen while things are happening here because while time on earth moves in a straight line one thing happens, then the next, then the next. Time in the afterlife moves in a Jeremy Baramy. What? In the afterlife, time doubles back and loops around and ends up looking something like Jeremy Baramy. This is the timeline in the afterlife. Happens to kind of look like the name Jeremy Baramy in cursive English, so that's what we call it. Sorry, I'm, my brain is melting. How? Can events happen before the ones that happened before? Just the way it works. It's, it's Jeremy Baramy. I don't know what to tell you. That's the easiest way to describe it. Okay, but, um, what the hell is this? The dot over the eye. The hell is that? Okay, um, how do I explain this concisely? This is Tuesdays and also July. I... I just, it, it does, it's, I felt like the show was making fun of itself a little bit with that of just the, the absolutely bonkers kind of continuity of the show. But I mean, of course, we're so attached. I mean, it really, I think, despite all of that, it says so much about the talent of the actors and the writers that we are like, despite all of this crazy shit and the show blowing up itself every other episode, um, we remain so invested in the individual characters yeah it's definitely a vehicle too for just good jokes and good writing and yeah and i think you're like part of it too the binging thing is you want you it's a 22 minute episode and then you're just like wait it's over i want more like that didn't yeah storyline encapsulated in this short episode didn't give me the substance i needed it was some good jokes but like i want more of this than just 20 minutes of jokes which right. i think you could get if you watched a few at a time it's so. true and i mean I, so it's funny because the most recent episode that aired this week which i thought was really great once again appears to reset itself at at the end um and uh i'm just like <laughs> well it's exciting <laughs> it I'll is exciting watch that this weekend um can i just say i also have appreciated a little bit of the there's been like some more emotional heft i think also with this season both with regards to you know basically donkey dog yeah our cast decides that they're going to like use their time on earth to like help other people get to the good place and and so i love how that comes out like with both jason trying to like make his dad donkey (laughs) Donkey dog Dog and pill boy (laughs) pill boy into good people and eleanor going to check in on her mom who's actually on her own volition her mom who she thought died while adjust who uh, eleanor thought died while um adjusting her toe ring at a rascal Flats Flats concert concert. and getting trampled um has i love the that episode she's kind of um wound up setting herself on this road to the good place and like and then also this whole plot line with with eleanor realizing that you know she in up in this one of these other centuries uh in a previous you know has has been in love with chidi and like i just it's a little more i like all the jokes and there's a little more emotional heft and yeah i'm excited to see you know like where it where it goes i think we're heading into like a break for the show for a couple of weeks so um i 
think that that actually you had a pretty brilliant revelation uh, as to how the good place Ooh, relates. Did I? Yeah, how good the how what the good place it? relates to. So the other show oh. we we're gonna talk about was uh, a show that I do remember. This Amanda movie, has yeah. like gotten me to watch um, this week. Actually, a show that I actually didn't expect to be able to get you to watch. So I'm very happy. Well, um, numerous people have recommended Shit's Creek to me, including. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm hardly a unfamiliar <laughs> of this. Um, but I also, I just like haven't gotten around to it. And I've been like, oh yeah, I think I do think I would like that. But I'm also, I tend to not be that into Canadian comedy. Like, I don't know. I never oh got God, into like Trailer Park really Boys. <laughs> I just like you know, I don't know. But then. Chits Creek is so nice, Sarah. Is I know the Canadians, you know, you're you're a, being really unfair. No, a weird yeah, so nice we've been people. Watching Schitt's Creek. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Creek. Yeah. And wait, explain. I I loved your uh, comparison of the Good Place. Oh, so well, the okay. So obviously, we all know since we're listening to this podcast. If you don't know by now the premise of the Good Place, then I don't. It's weird that you're listening, but cool. Thanks for being here. <laughs> but yeah, the premise of the Good Place is that. They, at least in the first season, they, they go to the bad place, but it's disguised as the good place. In the end, they realize that the good place was actually the bad place the whole time. They've been in the bad place. Well, Schitt's Creek follows the uh, the story of a family, the Roses, um, who are very, very rich. He had a Rose video, Jack, Jack Johnny Rose, played by Eugene Levy, had a big video con- like store or something, chain, called Rose Video, and then his accountant embezzled a ton of money or didn't pay his oh didn't pay taxes and then like left the country and so they're basically destitute they lose everything except a few suitcases full of really nice clothes and eugene levy's character um johnny had as a joke years before bought his son david played by eugene levy's actually actual son daniel um, a town called Shit's Creek, as a joke, just bought him this town because they're so fucking rich. And um, they so they decide that, like, well, they can keep that town, like the... The government the finds government, no because value. Because they never actually mention which country they're in. It's, like, very sneaky Canadian yeah. business. They never say, like, the IRS, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think wrong. so either. Yeah, yeah and they'll, they'll say things like, oh, the biggest in the country. But, um, so they... They get to go to this town and they, the mayor, Roland Shit, um, <laughs> lets them stay in this like really dumpy little motel free of charge. So they live in these two adjoining rooms, the son and the daughter, D- David and Alexis in one room and Moira, played by the great Catherine O'Hara um, and her husband, Johnny, in the other room. And basically, all that aside, they... The premise is that they have to learn that this place that they thought was the bad place, this <laughs> shitty little town called Shit's Creek, is actually a good place where they can make friends. Um, yeah, anyway, I love it. It's a lovely little parallel. I love it. Um, I thought that was really cute. Like, totally. And, and I'm almost at the end of the first season. I think the show's been on in Canada since 2015. Um, and they've been... Netflix yeah. has been releasing seasons over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, they have four on Netflix right now. Oh, there's four on Netflix. Oh, there's four now. Okay, yeah. that's... Okay, cool. So th- I know that the fifth season starts in Canada early next year. Um, okay. So I assume that it will be on Netflix somewhat... Sometime thereafter. Um, but... I, you know, over the course of the first season, you know, I really had kind of also written the show off a little bit thinking it was going to be it's like sort of an Arrested Development knockoff. And like, I mean, there is that central 
point of like rich family, you know, has to deal with uh, yeah, losing their it's fortune. Not as absurdist. It's def- It's nowhere near as absur- absurdist. It's like much, much more, more straightforward. Yeah, much more straightforward. I love the show. I love any show that's like twenty minutes long, and I can watch, you know, the better part of a season in five days or something. Um, and uh, you know, they they kind of come to terms with life in the town over the course of the first season, and then I assume that that kind of deepens, and their relationships with people in the town get yeah, more um, ridiculous. I'm in the third season, and I'm not spoiling anything for you by telling you that they're still in the town. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope so. Once you've once you've laid that name out, uh, there's not a lot yeah. of places to go after that. But I mean, I think it's an absolute delight. Like you can't powerhouse Canadian comedy team of <laughs> Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Is Catherine O'Hara Canadian as well? I believe she is because I thought that they were both in Second City. That's the, uh, not Second City, the Canadian version of, oh, of yeah, Second no, City. Oh, yeah, she's uh, American-Canadian. Okay. She's born in Toronto. Born in Toronto. Yeah, there's I a... I had no idea. What's oh, the, that's Oh, wonderful. SCTV is what I'm thinking of. Um, I oh, okay. think that they were both on SCTV at various points uh yeah Catherine o'hara was yep they both started out there and like harold ramis john candy rick moranis you know this like whole yeah and like i'm seeing a video from 1975 of her and eugene levy yes they've so been like they go way best back. they've been like bffs for years and years oh yeah so does second city for some reason i was thinking second city it was confusing second city with uh chicago um but uh i just like i think i mean there isn't a whole lot to delve into with Shit's creek because like I mean, you have a show called, you know, again, one of the central jokes just, like, is the name. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. like... It's spelled S-C-H-I-T-T-S. And it's just, I think, you know, Daniel Levy, um, as the uh, pansexual son, uh, David, is, he is so, so funny. funny. Like... Did you see the episode where he goes on the turkey hunt? Yes. <laughs> yes i did and like him wait until oh my god this first episode of the second season has my favorite daniel moment you're gonna be so excited i and like just like all the rednecks in town i love in like i think it's the first or second episode the friendship between um david and stevie the proprietor of the shitty motel that they live in um yeah is also delightful and she's like inviting him to a party they kind of like becomes it's kind of very quickly apparent that they're sort of kindred spirits and she like invites him to this like shitty redneck party and he's just like no thanks i'm not in the mood to be a victim of a hate crime tonight like i think like i just his droll deadpan is so so funny he's so funny i love when he he also has this specific look uh daniel levy does where he's like He's laughing with his eyes. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't, where he's like, he doesn't, he's not laughing the rest of the time, but he has this, like, look on his face that he's, like, laughing at the other character, and it's perfect. Um, <laughs> and his, 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 like, glare is amazing. Yes. I so mean, funny. I kind of wonder if this, I mean, I, honestly, but, like, clearly Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, I think, are even, even though they're, like, really Canadian icons, I think that they're, like, it, oh, at least almost equally American comedy icons. And I kind of wonder yeah. if this show, you know how, how um, Ted Danson has had such a resurgence, like a late career resurgence also with The Good Place, you know, he was not mm-hmm. been nominated for an Emmy. I kind of wonder if this show was on in the US, like if it might have uh, 
better like chances with awards and stuff. I just think they're so I don't know. It's just so funny. Like that, yeah, and we haven't talked about Alexis yet, the sister. Yes, who has been growing on me steadily. I told you, yeah, yes. she grows on you. She's she's funny. Like you don't dislike her. Well, some you might, but like I, you know, she was funny, but like as you get into the second season, you realize actually how brilliant um the uh, actress who plays her is uh, what is her name murphy um something oh murphy. is it it's uh yeah it's something like that uh she's, i had it annie uh, um, annie murphy annie murphy yeah. yeah she's she is so funny she does this thing with her hands when she's talking and i absolutely our friend amy also appreciates this like adore the way she says um david she says dved yeah, David. like instead of David, it's David. <laughs> she says David, <laughs> and it's like so perfect. Anytime she does it, um, she it does. Is. She's like a little much at first, and you're like, "This is this character is going to be yeah, too no, much." But, she's but so funny. Did you know that you can still get mail? Yes, I know about mail. No, but I'm talking about like mail, mail, like a little man in a uniform with his satchel full of letters, traveling door to door. Um, that's a mailman. And he comes to your house, you pay him, and he gives you your stuff. I think it's free delivery, David. I don't think so. She has some really great lines. She does, uh, and, like, in the first season anyway, she, like, kind of has these, like, romantic entanglements that, um... Yeah, you'll get get some, like, big (laughs) rom-com plots, both for David and David and Alexis. Um, I... Yeah. Like uh Mutt a lot. Mutt the Is he much like my <laughs> he's so boring. Yeah, he's really like Mutt's just like this like townie who is like kind of weirdly they like always He's the son of Roland and Jocelyn shit. Yeah, and he's like weirdly hot. Um and just this like bearded forest like, man. This kind of, like alien way. Yeah. Like, yeah. An alien was like, I'm going to adopt the body of a hot man. There's and, something <laughs> weird about him. Right. And he only like speaks the number of words that are absolutely essential yeah, for him yeah. to get a, a point across, unlike, you know, just like the 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 roses who are just like constantly talking and like constantly just being like too much he's just this like very right. inert um, also he's not materialistic like alexis yeah <laughs> yeah i or any of them i think it's freaking delightful i'm very excited to uh if you just like need something like fun to like watch it's before like you go to bed at night you know place to curl up into absolutely just, yeah like um and yeah the character i even like Roland. shit he's very annoying in the beginning and i actually really dislike his character like when he comes onto a scene it's like not funny to me because it's just very one note and he's just irritating but um they they like lessen that in the the following seasons they kind of like uh tamp him down a little bit and he's not quite so irritating i have a soft spot for chris elliott so i feel like yeah i i have not minded him as much but it's definitely like at least in the first season, in order to play him against the hoity-toity roses, they really amp up his, like, kind of disgusting, you, you know, more, like, gross-out Yeah, but I think what's most irritating about him is just that he's, like... The same all the time. No, he's just, like, he's he's just, like, actually genuinely, like, irritating. Yeah. Like, not... 
not like he's just gross or I find him personally annoying. It's just like as a person, yeah. if his character were real, he would be a bad, annoying, awful person. And then his wife but is so sweet. Less so. <laughs> Jocelyn is so great. Um, Amy sent me recently some webisodes for Shit's Creek, and there's one where it's Jocelyn um, teaching people how to make nachos because <laughs> she's Canadian. <laughs> it's like, it's really great. Um but, and it's just like, and she's talking about like nachos and they're just chips. They're just like, I guess <laughs> it's like a bowl I think of Canadians chips. might call like tortilla chips nachos. <laughs> Not nacho chips, nachos. I'm also remembering, I'm also, I'm looking at where I'm looking at her um, Wikipedia. And of course she's been on Degrassi. So like, just, I, I, said ex- it right. I said it, I said it right. Even though I usually say Degrassi, but um, I just assume that like, I assumed that Degrassi is like is like Canada's Law and Order, where every actor has <laughs> yeah. been on it at some point. Um, or, or like Britain's or Canada's Midsummer Murders. Is is that <laughs> is that something that a lot of people have been on? Also on death, yeah, all these like murder mysteries, like every it's like every British actor ever. Right. Well, I just feel that way. I'll be everyone you guys, and you know that I feel that way about just every British show generally. Also, that like yeah. it's there's I'm like there's nine British actors, and they all just cycle in and out. They're all the same person, right? But I knew I learned early on in my life from the X Files, which of course was filmed in Vancouver for five years. Um, that there are in fact many different Canadian actors um and because people <laughs> would just so show up <laughs> well people would just show up on the X-Files and it'd be like it, you know the like you know DC or like they'll be in like the you know I don't like yeah, they'll, New they'll Jersey like FBI office. Be like, oh, it's a boot over here. Right. <laughs> and it's okay. like some of these people. Nope. You got to really got to work with some of these people and your background actors <laughs> on tamping this whole situation down. So I do think there are more Canadian, despite it. I feel like the population of Canada is probably like smaller than that of England. But I still feel I think like that's I think that's true. Maybe 40 percent of Canadians are television actors. That could also be the case. What if? Yeah, that could be the case. I'm just going to throw a number out there and assume that it's true. What if, like, you could just become an... You have a better chance as an American of becoming an actor if you just go to Canada and pretend to be Canadian? Totally. And then you come back down and you're like, I'm Canadian. They're like, oh, they must know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. They're like, oh. Great. Oh, well, that's great. Broke into this industry. Um, so I think that's it for our our uh, new, like, shows we've watched this week. Um it looking to the future to a post thanksgiving world um i am definitely gonna keep watching Shit's creek um we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about we're gonna talk a little bit about crazy ex-girlfriend yes the next which time we i talk. do promise to watch I yeah do. we're gonna catch up i just have not been in the headspace to deal with um <laughs> uh rebecca what's oh rebecca bunch i mean i'll say bunch. this i agree like crazy ex-girlfriend as much as I love it, is not like, you know. It's just a very uneven show. It's and uneven and it's kind of heavy. Get. It can be kind of heavy too. It can be heavy, but like not in the way, like in a not very well done way sometimes. Yeah. Or it can be light and when you're like, oh, wait, what? I will. She's being crazy and like you're kind of like, am I missing something? Anyway. Yeah, and like, you know, Rebecca can just be a lot to deal with. And, but I will, a short preview that I have mostly been really enjoying this the final season of crazy ex-girlfriend and the songs are great so there are some true gems that you can look forward to in terms of songs um i 
was gonna say I, last time we talked i said homecoming and then i like watched a little bit of homecoming so i keep getting homecoming confused with camping because they both oh, have these like yeah. prestige like we never did like, camping as a not watching but well should that be our not watching absolutely yeah i'm not watching camping not watching Sarah. camping yeah it should definitely that show is supposed to be just terrible got bad reviews yeah it's yeah. supposed to be bad um i it was based on a british show that apparently was really good well but... we've fucked up a lot of british shows you know we are we do know how to do that yeah so um yeah i don't have enough space in my room right in my life right now for another show from from lena dunham nor uh do i have enough space in my life right now for that much jennifer garner so um you know i don't feel strongly about lena dunham like any of my objections to her are just like completely class-based same Um, i don't have the visceral hatred for lena dunham that a lot of people have i'm just mostly not watching the show because it looks bad um i do want to watch my brilliant friend on hbo yes that looks really good i saw the i saw a commercial for it yeah i watched the trailer and i have heard from several uh family members that i trust um that it is quite good so far though i haven't read the book nor have i but i have heard mixed when has that ever stopped us it's not i don't feel like i need to read the book to get into this and i feel like honestly the i've always heard mixed things about the books I've heard mixed things, but I I think I might. I think it sounds like something I would like. But here's the thing: I can watch the show and then pretend that I read the book. There we go. Classic, yeah. classic, classic move. Has classic. never failed us. Yeah. 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 No, that that won't ever backfire at you at a dinner party. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I I know that part. Yeah, that I love the ending. Good. Yeah. <laughs> what they all died. That was Wait, great. Oh, they changed that in the TV show. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I forgot about it. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's another one. Um, so we'll do that. Anything else that you're, you got on the horizon or don't have on the horizon? Um, pie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, same. Pie TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also. As in just pie. Pie. Eating yeah. pie. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, that's it for us this week on this holiday, first of several holiday editions, probably, <laughs> of uh, yes. BoobTube. And uh, we will convene again. Thanks for listening. In front of the screens. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>